Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center today. Dr. Randy Carlson here along with Jennifer and Stephen and Gino on Facebook. Welcome to our Facebook friends here as well, joining us around the world. Uh, we're continuing a discussion from earlier in the week with our friend Dr. Greg Jantz uh, from Edmonds, Washington, uh, where he has a place of hope. Great name, great place, helping a lot of people. I was going to ask Greg to tell us a little bit about his work on the uh, earlier show this week, and I failed to do that, so we'll do that today. Uh, but we're talking about uh, this Christmas season, year-end, holiday, celebration. You're hearing the music, you're seeing all the festive activities, and I know every year we talk about the fact that some of you are really going through a tough time. It's been very difficult. You've had loss, you've had unmet expectations, uh, a reversal in illness or finances, or maybe it's been in the workplace, whatever it is, you're facing a tough time. And we want to give you some hope, but also just face the reality that not everybody, well, even though you think maybe you're all alone, struggling and hurting, you're not. Millions are struggling as well. But the good news is there's hope, and that's why we're here at Intentional Living. Giving you some hope, you're welcome to share your comments at 888-888-1717. Yes, Dr. Andy, you're talking on trust issues today. My name is Lee. I have gone through, oh, a couple of bad marriages where they ended in divorce they were due to infidelity within the marriage, not on my part, but on my wife's. And it has left me with a very lack of trust in having another relationship in my life, although I do want one terribly. I just don't know if it's meant for me to have one by God's nature. I, I try to trust in God and I pray that if it's His will, it'll, it'll be done, but it just seems like it's not. I've been by myself now for, oh, about 11 years, maybe close to 12. I'm just very lonely, especially at this time of the year. Thank mm. you, Randy. God bless. This is what we hear all year long, but especially at the Christmas year-end holiday season, we hear these issues that seem to percolate to the surface. Uh, they're there but they come out during this holiday season, I suppose in part because the expectations are so high. And that's what we're talking about today, how we can help people, maybe you, struggling with a uh, feeling of lack of hope or trust issues or loneliness. Welcome to Intentional Living, and welcome back, Greg Jantz from Edmonds, Washington. How are you today, Greg? Good to be with you. Oh, that's a tough, that was a tough call. Yeah, I mean, this is what people are facing. I think maybe the word... Uh, that's sort of universal for those who are hurting is a sense of loneliness. They think everybody around them is having a great time and great parties and they see it on their Instagram and other things and they're feeling left out and feeling lonely. Uh, what do you tell yeah. people that maybe you deal with in your work who are feeling lonely in life, especially during this Christmas season? Well, it's usually due to uh, broken relationships, and as our caller described, when trust is broken, you feel betrayal, and betrayal is such, um, oh, it's such a painful emotion to feel betrayed, because then you feel rejected, mm -hmm. and so coming into our Christmas time in a sense that, you know, others don't didn't love me, I was rejected, I was betrayed. That will intensify loneliness. 
And that loneliness is painful. And I just wanted to say that, acknowledge that. Um, But it's all the more reason that we need to step into some form of care or service to others when we're feeling alone. Oh, is it hard to do? Yes, it is. Um, But this is where we need to be in um, a, a support group. This is where we need to uh, find out where am I going to volunteer some time? Because mm-hmm. despite what happened to me, there are other people uh, in pain and I am going to be of help. Let's go to Nancy in Arizona. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Uh, I appreciate your call. So it looks here on the screen from what I can read that you been going through kind of a tough time in your life. Yes. What's going on? Um, well, starting in March, my my husband uh, has uh, is no longer doing his self, uh, business, self-employed because of of one illness to another, multiple illnesses that has um, came about, which started many years ago, and now it, it's it's affecting his physical and mental health, mm-hmm. and to a point that sometimes he he just want to be with Jesus because he's tired of being sick all the time and it's also affecting me because I don't know what to do and I we pray over him and church prays over him and and I'm just having a lot of resentment because there are days that when he feels good I was hoping that he would find ways to um, make ends meet because I'm the only breadwinner right now which is not enough as it is and having a hard time paying multiple medical bills and, and mm-hmm. home. Uh, are you feeling and resentment so, toward your husband? And and having unconditional love yeah. because of it. Well, I'm so sorry your husband's going through this, but as we know, when a husband goes through something in a marriage, uh, in sickness and in health, we all go through it. I mean, the marriage goes through it, through it and, and the family members. Uh, a question, I, I guess, um, Greg, is really along the line of, you're in this Christmas season and you're carrying some negative emotion in her case, this feeling of resentment, how, how can you deal with that in a practical way? I want you to be aware of the three deadly emotions there in this time of this this time of the year. Uh, anger, another word for anger, could be hurt. Anger, another word for anger, could be resentments. Mm-hmm. So look at look at anger, look at fear, and look at guilt or shame. Uh, watch how much of those you're allowing yourself to become toxic with. Uh, Because that will begin to uh, affect all of your relationships. Anger, fear, and guilt. It's a toxic poison. Okay, so resentments have to be dealt with because it'll poison relationships. It'll poison your life that you don't want to have poisoned. And and we know that I've got to somehow figure out the antidote of forgiveness uh, because I am not going to carry this poison any, any longer. But watch for anger, fear, and guilt, uh, how those deadly emotions are going to seep in, and they, they, they absorb us. And I guess the question, Nancy, is the resentment uh, pouring over into your relationship? Have you said things, or are you kind of trying to bury it and be a good, quote, good wife? Yes. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, honesty is a good thing. I mean, can you sit down with your husband and just talk about how you're feeling? Not so much the resentment, but concern about, um, it sounds like you're concerned that maybe there's some capability of things he could be doing and maybe 
uh, moving forward in some ways, and he's may- maybe not doing that. Is that what I'm hearing, or am I misreading that? Yes, yes, exactly. Because we, he is the we, we both are the kind of person that wants to um, uh, just have self development and make us better, and we always go to church, and we have all these teachings and all these lessons about how we can handle things. And for some reason, he's not applying it. And there's a, there's one mm-hmm. that we heard exactly from Brian Tracy that you have to admit responsibility and so you can grow. And I feel like he's still a boy and hasn't grown up yet. So this, and, and, this he, and I feel that I'm, I'm like a mother and his mate. You know what I mean? Did you feel that and way so before the, the illnesses showed up? Yes. Uh, so the illness is sort of a, well, maybe it sort of exacerbated it or made it worse, but it's kind of been an undercurrent in your relationship? Correct. And so not only resentment, my, my guess is you've lost respect? It's deeper, yeah. Yeah. And how does he respond and, and, to that? Well, we've talked about it many times and, and really nothing has happened and I feel like he has he needs an intervention and I know that I need to work on myself too and mm-hmm. it's my uh, you know what I mean so um, it's just very challenging to give him unconditional love and we've been married 30 years um, but I've just been praying that you know God changes my heart towards him but I just have all this resentment going on and I just give him the cold shoulder every time I yeah and I know, and, and as a man, I know what that does. That kills whatever's there for a man um, in his feeling of being capable and so on. So it, it kind of becomes a vicious cycle, doesn't it, in the relationship? Uh, you know, Greg, you see this in your marriage work that you do, and sometimes things seem so in, insurmountable. How, how does a person begin to break something as ugly as what you see there in terms of this relationship? She's, her feelings... His feelings, feeling trapped, going on year after year. And instead of just walking away, what are some things a couple can do, maybe even during this stressful season, to begin a process to get some healing? I think one of the decisions we have to make is, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up on this marriage, on myself or on you, and I'm going to stay in the game. So I have to have that position. Despite the pain, I'm choosing to stay in this game. And sometimes it means I need to have professional intervention and counseling. Sometimes one spouse won't go, well, that's okay. You kick it off and you start things rolling with the counseling. Um, Because uh, that could be potentially inspiring a little later on for the other person to join in. So, um, but seek that support. Um, We know over time, that hurt, that resentment erodes, it erodes right. intimacy. It takes away from us. So let's uh, make a decision. I'm going to do everything in, on my part. I can't control another human being, but I'm going to do everything on my part uh, to live free of resentment. Easier and, said than done, I know. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you commented that uh, you feel like the mother and he feels like the little boy. I would just challenge you, and I don't know... We don't necessarily have the, the time now to go into the depth, but don't treat him like a little boy. Treat him like your husband. Treat him like a man and hold him accountable when you need to. In other words, don't step in and take on things to uh, protect him from taking the responsibility of things that he needs to do for himself or whatever, yeah. within reason, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, if you're treating him like a mother, sometimes there are men who will just accept that. 
And unfortunately, that's not healthy for you, for him, for your family, for everybody involved. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Angela, they're in Michigan. Hang on. You got some hope. We want to hear it in just a minute. Don't go away. I just wanted to share with you what we did when our four grown children were still living at home to intentionally keep the focus on Jesus. Our family would celebrate Jesus' birthday on Christmas Eve. There were several things that we did, but early in the day, everyone would spend time thinking about and then writing a love note to Jesus, thanking Him for all He'd done for them in the past year. For the younger ones, when they were really little, they would dictate and I would write it for them. And then during the day, we'd make a special birthday cake for Jesus in anticipation for the evening. And then at night, we would uh, all sit together in a circle, each person holding an unlit candle, and with one candle lit in the center, representing the light of the world. And by just this one candlelight, the children's dad would tell the story of how Jesus came to save us from our sins. And then he would light his own candle from the one in the center and tell how he came to know Jesus. And then each one of us in turn would do the same until the light becomes brighter and brighter with each new candle that is lit. And then at that point, um, their dad would read the love notes aloud and many times with tears as he is blessed by what the kids have to say to Jesus. And uh, then we sing happy birthday to Jesus and enjoy the birthday cake. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Sometimes setting goals is a struggle, but without goals, your life can easily get off course. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living in Your Personal Life, you'll learn about the five essential areas of life and how setting goals and establishing healthy habits can get you back on track. If you missed your chance to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. And when you give, we'll automatically give you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox. So don't miss your chance to have your gift matched. Give right now and you'll also receive the Year of Prayer and Purpose calendar, each month featuring listener stories, a prayer from scripture, and practical ways you can activate your faith. Your monthly support helps you live an intentional life for Christ. Call 888-888-1717 now or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Appreciate your support, that matching gift. What a big help, and we need it here in this month of December to close out strong uh, financially. Thank you for your prayers, your support. We want to get that to you as a way of saying thanks. Uh, That beautiful calendar plus the matching gift to go into the ministry. What a great help that is. As you call 888-888-1717 during West Coast Business Hours, and then just hit prompt number two, take you to our team, or you can or you can go online anytime to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. When Christmas isn't very merry, that's what we're calling uh, today, and I invited our friend Dr. Greg Jantz, uh, the uh, founder of A Place of Hope in Edmonds, Washington, to join us. He's always got uh, so much wisdom to share with us. Uh, Greg, for those who don't know, 
exactly what you all do there in Edmonds. What is it? Give us an overview of the work that God's called you to over these last many years. We are a facility 39 years. This is our 39th year. Amazing to say that. Yeah, 39 years. My goodness. So we're <laughs> a place where people come and they stay. Beautiful housing, beautiful area. I'm uh, looking out the windows and it's a beautiful spot, water and mountains. And uh, we believe in the whole person. So we have medical on board, counseling on board. Um, we even do, everybody gets a fitness assessment and, and uh, we, we get you going. So we're going to, we're going to minister to the whole person, depression, anxiety, OCD, trauma. We see a lot of trauma, uh, struggling uh, marriages uh, where that needs more intensive help. So people are with us, you know, a couple weeks, four weeks as well. Um, whatever they need. And we actually build, we build a team for everybody. So based on your needs, we pick which of our team members that are going to be best to work with you. And it's at least six, six hours a day, six days a week of some pretty intensive help. That's great. And it's such a need, uh, as I know, in the work we do as well. So thank you for being there and the work you do and taking yeah. time out of your busy schedule to join us here. We, we appreciate you got it. it. Yeah. All right, let's get yeah. Angela on the line here in Michigan. We're in Michigan. Are you listening today, Angela? Yes, like near Sterling Heights. <laughs> All right, the new 93.1 out of Detroit. Man. Amen. So how long have you been listening? Just a few weeks probably, right? Or No, 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 no. I've been listening, um, I want to say about a year now because I start, you know, when I listen to the gospel station and yeah, it's been about a year. Well, I, fantastic. It's, it's beautiful, a beautiful station. Well, I'm glad you're listening and uh, thanks for calling. What? What encouragement can you give us on a topic like this today, Angela? Yeah, and I came in kind of on the latter part, um, and I heard, you know, various callers call in, and we're just kind of talking about, you know, the holiday, and it's kind of being lonely, and, you know, and I just heard a few callers calling, and I just, wow, let's share my testimony and just encourage others how, you know, my my life of uh, kind of going through, um, just enjoying the broadcast, and um, we need these kind of broadcasts where people can call in, not only just, you know, this is good for prayer, but just kind of, you know, talk about family and coming together because I am a family person, me and my daughter, but um, God had healed me from triple negative aggressive breast cancer less than 30 days. Mm. They practically put my picture on the wall at the hospital because they said they've never seen anyone heal from that. I didn't have any family by my side, but God told me he was going to heal me. I believe in miracles. He gave me various verses and I continue to read them and lift up the name of the Lord. I'm a believer. I'm saved all year round. I mean, my daughter feed the homeless. I make soup tall as me and we, I'm 411 and I go out and me and her make sandwiches and we feed. We just go up and down in Michigan. If we on Woodward, if we wanted to you know when the weather was warm, we go off the water, the river walk, we would just take soup and get our new bowls and put the soup in there. Olive Garden said, what? You're doing that? The general manager, they gave us soup and salad and we like 100 sticks of bread and 20, 30 bowls of, of salad. And we do something to, <clears throat> excuse me, give back. And God said, you know, you know, when we were hungry, when people were hungry, people fed them not. When they were thirsty, they gave them no water. We put our water bottles and give to them. And God continued to provide for me at one income, a single parent. 
You know, um, I didn't choose to do these things. I was dedicated and faithful in my time, but God didn't want me to be miserable. He don't want us to be unhappy. He wants people that love us, but we love them, but be around people that's going to keep us happy. So I want to encourage those who are listening, you know, don't look at it as you're just bored and lonely and sad. And, it's, and that's the end, trick of the enemy every holiday. Oh, I'm by myself. I cook my food because all year round, there's something that you can keep you at peace. God is my comforter. He's your, our comforter, the Holy Spirit, and he comforted me, and he gave me this verse. Um, and I'm so glad you allowed me to come on because I'm, I'm running to therapy. What's so funny? I had a slip and fall, but look at God. Psalms mm. 46. I want to leave this with you all. all right. You Let's know, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. So God is with us. He is Emmanuel, Emmanuel. So when people just think, you know, and that's wonderful if some people, you know, can't work on, uh, you know, they have to work on the holidays or work all through the week and can't get with their family until, you know, we get the breaks on Christmas, New Year's, people at their jobs or whatever holiday they consider. But yet, we can come together anytime. I tell people to me mm. every day is a holiday. Every day is a holiday. Listen, I got to jump in. We got some other callers to get to, Angela. But listen, keep it, keep that, uh, keep preaching it and keep doing it because Greg, Angela's reminding us, even though she's been through breast cancer and loss, we make a decision if we're going to serve and care for people and go to the Olive Garden and get that food and take it out and share it with other people, or we're going to feel sorry for ourselves. It's a decision we can make. And Angela, I think it gives us, and I know some people are wired this way more than others. Let's just face it. Some people are wired to this, but uh, she's given us a, a great solution, I think, for loneliness, getting outside of ourselves and really focusing on other people. Yeah. What have you found, Greg, in terms of serving others and the importance of that in our, uh, in our lives and in our service and, and being healthy mentally and otherwise? As we serve others, it increases our gratitude, and we start to see um, the world a little bit differently. We see God at work. Gratitude will create optimism, and as I'm more optimistic, I have hope for my future. We have that promise in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, a future and a hope. So, mm -hmm. goodness, um, keep doing this. Increase gratitude. Watch what will happen. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with more. You know, communication is the key, as one author said, to a healthy marriage, but it's also true for a healthy family. And one of the verses I often use in my conferences for couples is from Proverbs 25, 11, where it says that a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. And that word aptly simply means it's the right word at the right time in that situation. And so often when a child and a family needs encouragement, we give them criticism. When they need instruction, maybe we just ignore it. And in the process, we're not communicating the way God intends for us in our family. Goals and communication, two of the foundations for our own personal lives to be intentional, our own personal lives for God's glory and for the benefit of those that we love around us every day. We're talking about uh, the holiday season. Maybe you haven't found peace. Maybe you're wrestling. We get so many callers. Here's one that says, well, she's found more peace in her life. Yeah, the thing that happened to me that caused me to have intentional peace was several years ago I went through a divorce and around that time I 
started intentionally seeking God with all of my heart, not just halfway, but I passionately and intentionally was searching for God and His heart for my life. And He met me where I was, and and He gave me that peace that passes all understanding. And if you search for Him like real treasure, He will bless you immensely. Mm, that's so true. Finding peace. Maybe you're struggling, though. Uh, Sylvia, hey, listen, Sylvia, you've been through a loss, feeling of loss. Maybe we can give you some help before we wrap up the show here. Go right ahead. My name is Sylvia. I've been with my husband for 28 years, married 20 of those years, and we've been having financial stress for five years. And he started talking with a coworker of his about our financial problems. And in the meantime, he's gotten close to this coworker. Asked my husband who she was. He admitted she was just a friend. But yet he would not sleep with me anymore. He did not want to talk to me at all. I was begging him every day to quit talking to this woman, quit texting to this woman. So we're at the point where he got sick of me nagging him about what's going on and I just wonder, I had so many people tell me that, you know, maybe I need to start going to church and ask for help, you know, through God. I have a lot of people praying for me, but I don't feel like nothing has changed and I'm lost. Mm. Well, Sylvia, thank you for sharing that on our comment line. You know, your story is one of many that we hear people feeling lost the holidays don't know what to do in a marriage relationship, don't know what to do in their financial challenges, don't know what to do with a health challenge. And Greg, we only have about a minute left, but what hope would you offer and some practical things people can do who are just feeling overwhelmed and stuck at this Christmas season? You may feel overwhelmed and stuck, but that's a feeling. God has a plan. Hope comes when we create a plan today maybe it's a plan for taking care of yourself again maybe it's a plan for serving others but today take the first steps to create a plan of hope do it now don't wait to make goals in the new year just do it now and sometimes we need help with this but i'm going to say it again create a plan of hope powerful Thank you, Greg. Dr. Greg Jantz joining us. We hope you have a fantastic Christmas with your family uh, there in uh, Washington. And thank you for your help and support during this last year. We appreciate it. You got it. Good to be with you. All right. As we wrap up the show today, I just want to say a week out basically from Christmas, how much we appreciate each of you for your prayers and your ongoing faithful support for the ministry of intentional living. It's part of our overall ministry of Family Life Radio, our network of stations around the country, and of course, all of our wonderful affiliates that we get a chance to be a part of around the country as well. I hope you're supporting your local radio station. I hope you're standing with them at this critical time of the year. And as you're able to help us continue on with Intentional Living, we appreciate it. Uh, As you heard earlier, we have that beautiful 2024 uh, calendar that we want to get to you. Plus, your gifts to the ministry are still being matched here, and we thank you for that, helping us close out this year strong for God's glory. How do you do that? You can call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717, and press number 2, or you can go online to theintentionallife.com and click on that Donate icon. And uh, we appreciate hearing from you, and thank you for your friendship and your support. 
Uh, Coming up next week, we're going to be opening the lines officially for our 2024 Intentional Love Marriage Conferences in Michigan, uh, in East Lansing, and in the Detroit area. Check it out at theintentionallife.com. Have a great day. See you next time.